And we're live, we're back again. MMA Uncensored Live 14th, already 14th episode already on MMA Uncensored. So we've been having a lot of fun. We've been having a lot of great guests. And I just, again, want to thank everybody that's been tuning in. Followers, subscribers, thank you so much. Uh, last week, we announced we had 400,000 uh, followers on Instagram. We're now at 408,000. So we've got 8,000 followers this, this last week. Thank you, guys. From the bottom of my heart, as always. Uh, and I also want to thank last week's guests, Kendra Lust and Dr. Bo Hightower, for being on last week. We had so much fun. It was great. Uh, a lot of fan interaction, and, and I always appreciate that. So thank you guys so much. And uh, if you haven't tuned in yet, go on Dr. Bo Hightower's YouTube channel uh, because myself and Shannon Briggs were on the last episode uh, of his channel, and we had a blast. I got you get to see Shannon Briggs get his neck cracked. You get to see me get my neck cracked, and so thanks for the crack, Doc. I uh, appreciate that. And also, guys, do me a favor: YouTube channel's picking up. Subscribe YouTube slash MMA Uncensored. And of course, IG, the main page at MMA Uncensored, double underscore. Uh, tonight, very special guest. Uh, I am very excited to talk to this guy because, I mean, he's super versatile. We're talking wrestling, pro wrestling. Uh, he's he's played football as well. Uh, AEW, WWE, Bellator. I mean, the list goes on and on. Super talented guy, super cool guy. Uh, we're going to bring him up. The man himself, Jake Hager. There he is. What up? <laughs> What's going on, my man? You getting ready for the 4th of July festivities or what? Oh, you know, I'm all about America, babe. America. So we got uh, the ribs ready, the chicken ready, and uh, the fireworks on deck. Last, uh, last year, I shot a couple at Catalina, and uh, she got a little <laughs> scared. So we're going to avoid that this year. and just No Roman candle was in the backyard. <laughs> well, it was my first time doing the big ones, okay. and it tipped over and in the direction. Nobody had to jump in the pool or anything, but it was funny. <laughs> I bet, man. Dude, I don't know, man. If I see a six-foot-five dude running at me with fireworks, bro, I don't know if I'm going to be more afraid of the fireworks or the dude, bro. <laughs> oh, man, your butthole is going to be puckered. That's sure. Damn right it is, man. <laughs> So, bro, I mean, you got a, a lot of great stuff going on, you know, in your career. Obviously, AEW, former WWE champion, Bellator. I mean, you got so much going on, man. So thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be on MMA Uncensored. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate the compliments. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just lucky to have the ability, you know, and opportunity. Absolutely, man. Yeah, a lot of good stuff's been going on. And I wanted to ask you, because we've seen a lot uh, a lot of this happening, obviously, with COVID-19, with sports, everything's being canceled. But really, the only people that are standing, it's UFC, it's WWE, AEW. I mean, it's all over TV. How do you feel, you know, obviously being a superstar with AEW, how do you feel AEW uh, and other organizations have been handling this COVID-19 with these uh, closed events. Yeah, as far as AEW is concerned, it's been um, uh, a wild ride. Um, I definitely think that we would be really blowing it out of the water every week um, if we hadn't lost the audience or haven't had to go through this whole pandemic because we had such – big things lined up that were a week away or two weeks away that were just about to hit. And we had to change course. And um, 
honestly, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done because even though this sucks for everybody, uh, in the pro wrestling world, it kind of gave us a fifth dimension, another door to open. Mm -hmm. And we kind of found like this um, pre-recorded short film uh, wrestling match dimension uh, and where we can do special things and different things. And it turns out the fans love it. They want it. And uh, we had a, a stadium stampede match that was the result of this. And it just went through the roof. So, you know, like with anything that's bad, you can find some good and keep moving on and keep your head up. And I think AEW's done great. We're killing it in the demographics every week. We're the only company I feel like that has shot up in the demographics during this. AEW has has been unbelievable, man. I mean, just as you know, as a fan and watching and tuning in. I mean, just you could you could tell the work that, you know, Tony Khan's been doing behind the scenes. And of course, collectively, everybody, I'm sure, has been working really hard to keep this product going. And I think that's like a testimony to the hard work, man. I mean, if you could get through a time like this, you know, sky's the limit for when everything opens back up. Um, Good point. Do, do you think uh, I mean, have you heard of anything? opening back up anytime soon or is it going to remain like this until further notice um well i think the plan being when the time is right is we start running um uh smaller attendance shows and i think that you can see that maybe as soon as august mm -hmm. where we're letting 500 to 2,000 people into these shows and for a pro wrestling show that's great Business model, it's a little bit different, but it's going to really be a great uh, impact on the show, and it's going to be really refreshing, I think, for everyone involved, including the fans, mm -hmm. um, to feel that little bit of normalcy and talk with your hands. But uh, <laughs> I, I think August, we're going to be, uh, you know, some dip in the pool we're going to be swimming with. Okay. Okay. Uh, now is it going to still be in Jacksonville, or do you think it's going to be in a different arena? Um, I'm I'm not sure. I, I think the easiest for us right now, of course, to keep it in Jacksonville at Daly's yeah. place. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, you know, we want to get back out there and, and start running shows. Um, it's you know, it's just a, a crazy time right now. Is it acceptable? Is it safe? Don't get me started. But. Um, AEW has done a great job through this whole pandemic. Unlike that other company, we've been tested every time we've come to work. Wow. We're not we're not cutting any corners. We want our employees to be safe. We want everyone to be safe. We want the fans to be safe. And I think that really starts with Tony. It's a uh, it's his passion. Um, if you speak to anybody who knows Tony, and you ask how Tony is around us at AEW and when he's dealing with anyone else, you're going to, they're going to tell you he's a different person because he loves it so much. And that type of enthusiasm, that types of passion is how you lead people. That's how you get men to follow you. And, uh, I love it, man. I think, uh, it's only going to be a matter of time before we're packing stadiums. Yeah, man. I can't wait. I want to head, I want to head up that way. I'm in South Florida, West Palm beach area. But uh, I'm a, I'm the hop, skip, and a jump from from you guys. So it's, yeah, it's easy drive. Yeah, ninety five, baby. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you grow up exactly? Oklahoma. 
Yep. I was, uh, I was born in North Dakota, mm-hmm. but when I was four years old, my family moved to Perry, Oklahoma. And it just so happens that my dad's job was in Perry, but also Perry is the wrestling capital of the world. Okay. They have more state championships in wrestling team and individual state champions than any sport in America across any size of school. And we're a small school. I graduated with 97 people, and that was a big class. So wow. it was such a, like, blessing to be able to move there and have, like, I had D1-level coaches in fifth grade. Wow. So when you get that type of, you know, not only guys that know what they're doing, but also guys that know how to, like, coach you. Like, these were my they, – they became my best friends. Every year in high school, we won state. I was a three-time state finalist, two-time state champion, and it was a direct result because I had amazing coaches and an amazing program. That's, you know, it's just hard to find these days. That is. And then you also hold a record as well, right? Uh, For most wins in college in a season. Yeah. Was it 30? Uh, Who's counting? (laughs) I think it was like 30 I read. Uh, that's pretty amazing, man. Well, with heavyweight, heavyweight wrestling is – I always kind of find it boring, which is funny. I love heavyweight boxing and hem, and heavyweight MMA, but heavyweight collegiate wrestling, uh, you really – it's like sumo wrestling. You don't yeah. want to give up a bad position, so it gets a little dull. Uh, but, like, once you get on top of somebody – you really have an advantage because that weight at that at that amount of weight it's not 145 it's not 175 it's 265 and that really like it becomes a factor and you get that weight on somebody you can use it to your advantage if you know what you're doing that's true yeah and you say uh you had brought up boxing heavyweights who are your, some of your guys in boxing that you like well, i mean of course you gotta like anthony joshua right now you gotta you gotta like ruiz I mean, that's just cool as shit. Um, uh, you know, I hope, I hope Andy Ruiz makes a makes a, a comeback. You know, he had it rough with that last fight with Joshua. He was out of shape, you know. And I like I, he's a likable guy, you know. So I hope his next fight, whoever he fights, hopefully he's he's coming game ready. Well, he was he won that title for a reason. He was in that position to win the title for a reason, mm-hmm. and. I, I have no – I think he's going to be back. I, I can completely understand you win the world title. You don't just win the world title, but you dominate the world champion. Uh, you're going to celebrate. So yeah. he did too much, and I think he's going to learn his lesson because he, he obviously loves this. You don't, you don't have 35 boxing matches, uh, you know, pro boxing matches, let alone amateur, unless you really love it. So I think he's going to yeah. be back. And uh, it, it, it's a great story. It, it really is, man. We got somebody in the chat, Tyson Fury. Yeah, man. Tyson Fury is pretty badass, too. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, boxing, you know, and we haven't seen much. You know, we, we heard about, uh, you know, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. They're going to be fighting again, the third fight for the world championship. But boxing, unlike wrestling and unlike uh, UFC, you know, it's not happening anytime soon maybe but uh we haven't seen any of it so again thank god for wrestling and thank god for ufc man because i don't know what i would do without any sports man it's been tough yeah and i think um pretty soon here it's all gonna be accelerated very fast baseball nfl nba all starting back up so 
hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, man. I, I hope so too, man. I hope so too. Uh, and I, and I enjoy watching wrestling. I enjoy watching UFC, but I got to get my baseball back, man. I don't know what other, aside from football, are there any other sports that you watch? Yeah, I'm a football guy, although the NFL has not been uh, very positive of late. Um, I, I I do like uh, NBA. Um, you know, Oklahoma has one professional sports team, so we all have to represent the Thunder. And, you know, everybody thought after we lost Westbrook, it was going to be a bad season. And, uh, you know, we were looking pretty good there. So, yeah. You know, I think it's very exciting because we have like some, we have like four or five first round lottery picks year after year. So, like, imagine the franchise you can build, build yeah. if Sam Presti uh, does it right, which I think he will. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I appreciate the sport, obviously. And, you know, basketball, I mean, there's so many fans, you know, at this point, I will watch basketball right now. Just, just cause, man, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta get some kind of sports in my life, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, growing up in Oklahoma, you know, a collegiate wrestler, obviously a gifted wrestler. What me, you know, did you grow up a WWE fan? Funny, um, because I was such a big amateur wrestling fan. Um, I, I didn't grow up a big pro wrestling fan. It wasn't until about seventh or eighth grade when the Monday Night Wars hit and NWO was out too sweet yeah. um, that I really got hooked er, uh, <laughs> on pro wrestling. Um, but the biggest thing was I was so busy at that point with, you know, with training either wrestling or football or freestyle wrestling in the summer. I was nonstop. So I, I wasn't watching a lot of TV. So I, I kind of got away from it. But mm -hmm. once I signed with the company, I, I really found out, like, gosh, I love all forms of wrestling, Greco-Roman, freestyle, collegiate, professional. Um, it really is an art, and I, I, I enjoy it. And the best part of AEW right now is they're really giving us freedom to make our own wrestling matches, to give us our own, like, hey, this is what I want to do. All right, go out there and do it then. And it's um, it's very refreshing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you brought that up because uh, when I had uh, your wife on, if, if, I don't know, it was like three or four weeks ago uh -huh. that she was on. She was great. We had a blast talking. Uh, that came up, you know, the difference between – uh, what you guys noticed in WWE and AEW was the the creativity. You know, the, the wrestlers are able to have more creative power uh, in AEW. Is that true? Yeah, it's just – it's not that we have more creative power per se. Mm -hmm. It's just easier for us to talk to Tony and mm -hmm. express ideas. And he – he doesn't have like a flavor of ice cream that day that he has to stick to. He, if it's a good idea and it makes sense, yeah, do it. And so it's very refreshing where in the past you would have to wait outside a door for an hour just for an opportunity to like nail your pitch of an idea just to be turned down for something that's not as good. And it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, you're putting your body on the line. So you want to have to, you know, have your heart behind it too. And if mm -hmm. they don't let you like do it the way you want to do it, 
it comes across on television, your product is less. And I think that's one of the advantages that AEW has is because it comes across that we're all loving it and this is us. Yeah, I th- and I think that shows on TV, man, because like if you have an idea that you're passionate about, even if, you know, I mean, this is just my opinion. I'm not a pro wrestler, but, you know, even if somebody meets you halfway and you're doing something, it, it's going to show. You're going to you're going to see yeah. yourself and your character, you know. So, yeah, man, I, I could I could see that being frustrating when you don't even have a say. Yeah. Um, well, because but, we all sacrifice so much time away from our families and our bodies. So yeah. it's like you want to be moving in the same direction, working together. And AEW does a great job of giving you assets to accomplish that. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I like to hear that. Uh, what about like growing up? I know you mentioned the Monday Night Wars. We all watched that. I mean, me and you were around the same age. Uh, you know, Monday Night Raw, Nitro. I mean, that was like the best time, in my opinion, in wrestling as a fan. Loved it. Uh, who were some of your guys growing up that you that you looked up to and just like some of your favorites? Uh, well, Oklahoma household names. You got uh, Danny Hodge, the only wrestler to be featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Wow. Never taken down in college. Um, Golden Gloves boxer and then went on to have a stellar pro wrestling career with Bill Watts. Um, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Hell yeah. Um, like strikes fear into any seven-year-old yeah. in Oklahoma still to this day. <laughs> so uh, cool. You know, two-time All-American, All-American in D1 football and All-American and uh, wrestling. And it's just uh, incredible uh, that both of these guys somehow came through on my career and I got to work with and helped me get to where I was. And um I'll, I'll never forget it. I got to work with uh, Doc right before he passed, and mm. it, like the lessons he taught me, I still use to this day. That type of wisdom, that type of experience, it really does pass away with them. And mm. I was fortunate enough to be a part of it. But you know, you know, I love NWO. So uh, big, sexy Kevin Nash. Hell yeah! Uh, great guy, good friend of mine, but. Uh, it's a funny story. When I was first got to WWE, the trainer at WWE said, who's your favorite wrestler? And I said, Kevin Nash. And they said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he was serious. No shit. He told, me, he told me to leave. I don't know what his heat was with uh, Big Sexy. but uh, what? Wait, who, who told you that? Uh, just somebody. Okay. You know, gotcha. at WWE. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, don't let a little truth get in the way of a good story, all right, Joe? <laughs> Damn, man, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I like the NWO. Obviously, Hall and Nash when they came in, they and Hogan turned heel. I mean, nobody's ever gonna forget that. You know, that was one of the best moments in wrestling, man. It really was, and and I really think right now pro wrestling is just as popular, if not more popular. Maybe not in the television television ratings it's not you know we're not competing with them they were like Mm -hmm. almost five and six uh Hmm. when they would go but worldwide popularity are we just as big i think right now pro wrestling is bigger than 1980s bigger than the 1990s and definitely bigger than the early 2000s it's just it's it's accepted now Mm -hmm. it's cool to be a pro wrestler it's cool to be a pro wrestling fan and it really has been like a snowball effect for us. 
Yeah, and then you know, Jake, you also you know with social media, you know, it's now it's a hu another huge platform that's incorporated into it, where it wasn't like that. You know, if the attitude ever had social media, who knows? It would have been insane, but they didn't. You guys got it. You know, this era has it. So it's just a whole new spectrum of yeah. of reaching people all over the world, man. Yeah. You don't have cable, and you're in another country. You still got internet, man. You know, you could you could tune in on IG, Facebook. You could catch highlights. You could go on YouTube. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. There, there, there's a lot to uh, the fan base right now in wrestling. That's that's a great point. So maybe maybe we're growing in popularity, but it's just so easily available to watch that uh, it, it has just grown into it. So I love that point. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I, I've always thought that too, man. You know, so social media has such influence. Like, I, I can't do what I do without it, right? You know, what would I be able to do? Something else, but well, uh, combat sports in general, I feel like their social media fan bases are very strong. Pro wrestling, we we thrive on social media promotion. MMA is definitely uh, right there behind us. It's cool to see the differences between pro wrestling fans and MMA fans, and. Mm -hmm. Um, it definitely comes out online. Yeah, man, I see a lot of shit talking, you know. Obviously, you know, we did uh, some posts uh, leading up to this episode on IG, and, you know, you go through some of those threads, man, and it's it's back and forth, you know. You get people hating on wrestlers, and then you get wrestling fans that are hating on MMA fans, and, I mean, I, I enjoy watching it, you know. I like seeing the back and forth between people because it's just interesting, you know. But yeah. each it's fan good. is passionate, if you can sit back and take the emotion out of it, I, I guess it's entertaining. <laughs> it's hard to do sometimes, Beth. It very, very much is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you you got involved in Bellator. So, you know, I'll, I'll circle back around to wrestling, but really interested in, in Bellator. Um, you know, how did you get involved in Bellator? When did you start training when you said to yourself, hey, you know, I want to I want to I want to do this? It was a journey, definitely. And uh, I got so lucky that Bellator was there um, back in 2013. My uh, my sports agent, Danny Rubenstein, Ruby Sports Enter in Entertainment, um, he was in Tampa where I live and UFC was running a fight there and my college roommate both of our college roommates, teammates, um, was fighting that night. We were mm -hmm. we wrestled together, and so my wife and I went to the fight. We went there with Danny, and we watched Matt Bryce, and it really like planted the bug. Like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could pro wrestle and do it? And so it took about five years, really, about four years, to really like get to the point where like let's do it. And there was a number number of things, you know, you know, job discrepancies, um, but really it came down to in 2017 that they were trying to determine my value, and it was either let them do it or take what the prime of my life and go and show them my value. Mm -hmm. And of course I got a chip on my shoulder. I'm highly competitive. So, um, I, w I was leaning that way, but it was really Catalina that was like the big influence on it. She has always been a big MMA fan 
and she just knew that this crossover would be would work she she believed in me even though i was out of shape and i hadn't wrestled competitively on a high level you know and in 10 years i was all entertainment at that at that point mm-hmm. and it it was a very tough decision but like i'm so glad i made it because when i was in 2017 we're like all right we're gonna leave wwe Mm-hmm. And this was January. It wasn't until March that they finally granted it. So at that point, we already knew, like, we're we're going into MMA. This is going to be our crossover. And, it like, I got so lucky that I got people like Josh Rafferty around me. He's been in every battle with me because, brother, I needed it. I was mm-hmm. the farthest thing from a professional fighter at that time. Diet, uh drinking partying it was it was a lot i really needed to change my life and mma you know threatens your life but at the same time it really saved mine because i needed to get in there get back to who i was get back to training and really that hard training and that regiment did I mean, I can't express enough how thankful I am to have the opportunity to be an MMA fighter because it's truly who I think I am. And I'm going to make a bigger splash in MMA than I am in pro wrestling. I'm not I'm not stopping or slowing down mm-hmm. by any means. That's what's up, man. You know, I, I think that it was really cool what you said that, you know, wrestling, um, you know, partying and getting into MMA, although, like you said, you put your life on the line, it saved your life, man. It, 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 it kind of encouraged you to train better, eat better, less partying. How, how have you noticed the change in yourself as a, as a pro wrestler uh, now that you've incorporated the, the MMA training into your lifestyle? What have you noticed that's changed behind the scenes in wrestling for you? Yeah, great question. Um, I just feel more focused when I'm when I'm training for MMA when I'm in fight camp and it just makes every every part of my life better. Uh, def, the technique between um, pro wrestling and uh, MMA is very similar, mm-hmm. so it's easy to you know take a neon belly and bring it into pro wrestling, which a lot of people don't do. And I, dude, I'm a tall guy. I hate to bend over. I love neon belly. Come on. You know? <laughs> so it, it's cool to find like the little aspects we can do. Like I'm, you know, I, I changed my finish into the rock bottom into the arm triangle, you know, very cool finish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, the, the process to get there is all like, Hey, what works? Let's try it in this match. Hey, you know, it look better. So, they they intertwine so close. I just want the the fans to agree on that because they're like, no, we're so different. <laughs> yeah, man, and, and I like what AEW is doing too with the the style, how they build the fight up. It's it it, it had you know you have the press conferences, you know, even the announcing, putting your record up, you know, the these changes, these things that we don't normally see in pro wrestling are being done in AEW, and it's got that. MMA display that feel, you know, so I like that. So that's a good point that you made that you're bringing in these particular maneuvers into pro wrestling as well. So you can get that familiar familiarity. Don't, don't mind me, but uh, you know where I'm getting at, but I I like that, man. That's pretty cool. 
I, I mean, I got a lisp, bro. So <laughs> I got a, I got a thick Brooklyn accent, and I try so hard to, to, to hide it while I'm doing the podcast. And some <laughs> words I just can't say without the accent. So anything with an R in between, I always have a hard time with that. You're telling me Joe Miggs is from Brooklyn? I would never have guessed it. <laughs> the man, you're the man, bro. So, uh, so Bellator, obviously, uh, you know, how was that transition for you? behind the scenes in Bellator, uh, you know, backstage or, you know, within the organization, knowing here we go, we got a pro wrestler crossing over now into our world. How was that like? How were you treated? Bellator has been amazing. Um, one of the main reasons I chose them is because I felt like they were different from WWE. Um, I like UFC. I like Dana. Uh, I just feel like they're kind of similar to how they treat their talent whereas bellator treats their talent i feel better like assets and gives them the tools they need to um you know perform and that's really if their if their assets perform then bellator wins and i think they do a great job of that um it was uh one of those things where you just had to kind of like get in there and see how it was. But mm -hmm. from the moment I started talking with Bellator, they were very excited about the opportunity. Um, and every locker room I've been in for every fight, there's been no animosity. There's been uh, mm -hmm. like, besides my opponents, there's been no one like coming at me at press conferences or anything mm -hmm. like that. Uh, I've been on a couple fights with uh, Juan Archuleta, with AJ McKee. And uh, I really, like, vibe with both those guys. Uh, I'm going to go out there in Cali and, and train with them. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be like either one of those guys? So mm -hmm. I think it's very cool, uh, the roster that Bellator has. You know, definitely has some up-and-coming stars on it. And, you know, I think as far as for me, the future is, uh, you know, untold. It could go either way. and But I think I have a great opportunity to to make it go up absolutely and and speaking of bellator i believe one of your ex-opponents is in the chat right now anthony garrett says rematch <laughs> there you have it there you have it. Just a laugh, no words. There you have it. <laughs> well, yeah, he's watching. He's in here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's been some controversial uh, endings to some of the matches. Uh, obviously, the, the no contest, low blow. Um, what happened there? What was what, What's your take? Obviously, I'd rather get it from you than anybody else. Oh, well, great question since he's in the chat. Well, here, here's a story that Mr. Garrett probably doesn't want everybody to know. Um, the guy who wrapped my hands that night is from Kansas. So he's been on fights with Mr. Garrett. And the guy told, he's wrapping my hands. He tells me this. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, and I just say, I'm not really worried about what his weakness is, but just make a conversation. I'm like, hey, what's his weakness? And uh, Mr. Garrett, you're not going to like what he said, but I'm going to repeat it verbatim. He said, you're a bitch and that you're going to quit. 
And lo and behold, you proved him correct. You're a bitch and you quit. You wasted everybody's time. The fact that you want a rematch is fucking sickening. Um, so he, he told me exactly that the guy was going to go out there and quit. And then he went out there and quit. So it's just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to waste my time with that. I think at this point, people want to see me get tested. They want to see me get pushed to the limit and they want to see what I can do. And obviously that's not Mr. Garrett. And you had an, uh, another fight too. Excellent uh, ending to it. Triangle choke. Uh, obviously, the you know you were holding on a little too tight there for a little too long after the match was already decided. Uh, what happened there? A little mix up. What, what, what was the uh, the deal with that? <laughs> Either way, it led to a great promo. Uh, you can see yeah. my, my name. We used that promo, now. by the way. Well, if you watch the video back on that one, I know. You guys are pros, so you will see that Mike Beltran is a great referee. Yes. But the guy hit my shoulder once, and then Mike grabbed his hand and didn't grab me. He grabbed his my opponent's hand and stopped him from tapping me. So I didn't feel anything. Okay. And before the fight in the locker room, Mr. Beltran, who's a friend of mine, uh, guaranteed me he would get me off of him. He said, do not release until I get you off of him. So as a young fighter, uh, that's all I need to hear. It's like, I'm not in there to hurt anybody. I have kids. I want everybody to go home to their families with money in their pockets. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a dirty guy. But, you know, that dude, I can't even remember his name, gave me every reason in the book to be a dirty fighter, even really? though I didn't. What, what, what was the reason for that? Oh, he was, I mean, from the moment he took the fight, he was running his mouth online, mm -hmm. uh, running his mouth at the press conference, even though he showed up like with like not shaven, wearing flannel, you know, he, he, he was quite the character, but uh, he gave me every reason in the book to insult him. Whew. Yeah. I mean, uh, I saw, I saw the fight, you know, I saw the ending. Yeah, man. Promo was great at the end of the fight, though. That was that was good. That was really good. That that gave me that that wrestling feel when you well, cut that that's promo. The best time to cut a promo yeah. is right when you get done with a fight. You do. You're just feeling it, and so anything you say, you you can't even think about it. It just comes out, you know. Mm -hmm. And I love. I, I don't mind MMA without audiences. I think it's really cool. You really get the feature on the technical aspect of it. Yeah. Hear the coaching. Hear the impact. Right. Um, but you, the, the fighters do lose an opportunity, a golden opportunity, which you earn. You have to earn in that case that 30-second window of mic time where you have that golden promo time where you can advance your brand as a fighter, where you can make a moment such as the rock hard moment. Mm -hmm. It's a really big thing. It's almost as big as the money that you get from winning the fight. So uh, – I hope MMA does get back to uh, fans in the audience very soon. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it is. It is interesting to watch MMA now. You know, especially UFC's been on TV. Dana White's been doing a fantastic job. They got Fight Island coming up next Saturday night, which I can't wait to see. But yeah, it's it's cool to watch because you know you're hearing the cracks, man. You're hearing the kicks. You're hearing the punches. You're hearing the screams. 
You're hearing uh, the corners talk to one another, you know? So it really gives you a different aspect and you feel like you're really, really involved, you know, in, in the match itself. Um, but, you know, there's not, to me, it's nothing like the fans, man, you know, just having the fans there and, you know, having that atmosphere, the roar of the crowd, you know, it just, I don't know, it just brings more drama to it, you know? Yeah, the big fight feel, you know, it's just like, it's it's got to have fans at it to have that big fight feel, even though MMA can pull it off easier than pro wrestling. Pro wrestling, we need we need the audience there, definitely. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. And the fa the fans are a big part of the show. They're a big part of the show, and that's one thing. That's another silver lining of the of the pandemic BS mm -hmm. uh, is that it really highlights how much of the part of the show that they are when they're yeah. not there. And um, like I, I touched on before, it gave us a new window to go down with the pre-recorded uh, short film style wrestling. Mm -hmm. uh, but like you can only do that in bits and pieces. You got to stick to what really, you know, is on the marquee outside. That's wrestling. And you got to put it in front of friends. Yeah, man. That's so true. I mean, you know, we saw, you know, the Undertaker's last match with AJ Styles. You know, they, they went with that. That dip, that style, you know, that cinematic style. Yeah, I guess you got to do what you got to do in these times, man. You got to get creative and you got to do different things. Uh, AEW has been doing great, you know, and uh, I'm you know I'm looking forward, obviously, to see more of that. And then obviously, you just had a big match, TNT Championship against Cody Rhodes. Great match. Thanks. So. Uh, ending, very controversial ending to that match. Um, you had the submission lock, the referee pins. What happened there? Uh, you know, you saw the Uranagi slam. Mm -hmm. I, I locked in the arm triangle. Uh, he had a the desperation uh, roll temp, but as anyone in jiu-jitsu knows, you can still get choked out from the bottom position of the arm triangle, mm -hmm. uh, which I held on and still applied. He was not in control. Like, if you're in a submission, how can you possibly be controlling me? Right. So I think some details are going to get worked out with the AEW brass. They suspended me for 10 days. You knocked out the referee, bro. <laughs> why, why, why you got to knock the referee out, man? You know he can't handle that. Oh, well, I guess I just imagined that he was Anthony Garrett. Ooh, shots fired I again. I shouldn't even say his name. He's in the um, chat, man. He's firing away in the chat. I can see it. Uh, can we block him? <laughs> can we can we mute his bitch ass? Um, really, it's one of those things that like you're gonna see finishes like that at AEW because we have the flexibility and in, in the creativity to be able to pull it off where other places are more set in stone. So it, it really was a blessing. Um, I thought the match was great. Very happy with it. Um, the finish sucked bullshit. Um, but until I start my own wrestling company, what are you going to do? <laughs> you got, uh, you got a good company you're with for sure, man. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. Great match. Uh, both you guys, you put on a great show. Uh, Cody, super talented, you know, the whole crew, man. How'd you get involved with the inner circle? Because, you know, Jericho, man, I mean, that guy is just like, I mean, as legend as they get, you know. So how did that all come about for you? Because you had a big impact when you came in. 
best in the world, best in the world, Chris Jericho. Um, so it just turns out, you know, Chris and I have known each other forever. Mm-hmm. And Chris has also known Dave Batista. I've also known Dave Batista and my, my head coach, Josh Rafferty, season one UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter, uh, over, I think, 15 pro MMA fights. For, uh, he was training me, and right before my first fight, Dave's gym finally got finished. So it worked out perfectly that I had my first training camp in Dave's gym. So we had a three-month training camp, had the fight. It went glorious. They had me prepared. They had me tuned in. And then after that, uh, Chris started training with Josh Rafferty. And Josh is a personal he, – dude, he's, he's a mad scientist. Really? Uh, the, the plyometrics, the explosiveness, it, he just knows it all. Like this has been his passion for the last 20 years. And now he, I get to steal all his hard work. And so he started training Chris after the first fight, and they were really getting into it. Um, this is in the period where Chris developed the Judas effect through his training with Josh, um, which Chris's back elbow is one of the best. If that was an MMA, it would be one of the best. Um, and then at, after the second fight, um, we started bumping into each other more and more at Dave's gym and just started talking more. And of course, after every fight, I knew AEW was coming. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it out there in all the interviews, uh, you know, just teasing, having fun, uh, spreading little, little seeds. And, uh, so we started talking and I told Chris that, uh, you know, I, I, I would love to come back to pro wrestling and, you know, why I went into MMA is to become a bigger pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's always been a big fan of mine. Uh, him and I have had multiple matches. One time, uh, I think it was like 2014 or 2015, Chris and I wrestled three weeks in a row because Vince loved the match so much. We wrestled wow. one on Monday Night Raw. We tore it down. He wanted it the next night on Friday Night SmackDown, which we filmed on Tuesday. Okay. And then the following Monday, he's like, let's go again. Uh, Swagger Jericho again. And so uh, we really have good chemistry. We're both stiff pricks. We'd like to hit the <laughs> shit out of everybody, really laid in. And so ourselves work well. And uh, it was really cool how it worked out. Literally, Chris said, I'm his guy. Wow. He said he needed me and that I'm his guy. He said, don't give me a guy like him. He said, give me his guy. And I'll never forget that. And uh, I will buy him as many bottles of vodka I can to repay. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's cool. You know, That's a lot of respect, of course, you know. And you're you're like the enforcer of the group. You're the big guy of the group, and you're you're pummeling people, obviously. This inner circle's cool, man. It's uh I mean, it's it's what it's what was needed, I think, in AEW, you know, in any wrestling, it's always good to have a faction, but I feel yeah. like Attitude Era had obviously some amazing factions. You know, WCW, of course, had the greatest of all, NWO. Um, and, and then I felt like, you know, leading up to AEW, the, there wasn't really much that had a lot of juice to it. But this Inner Circle faction, man, it, it's the real deal, man. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I am too, and I, I really don't want it to end. And I think that the fans really see how well, like, 
we care about each other. Like I really care about Sammy, Santana, mm -hmm. um, Ortiz and Chris. And like that comes across and uh, we've really like meshed well and our styles have really meshed well and become closer. And it's only going to be a, a bigger and bigger thing as it goes on. Like, you know, you give the inner circle COVID, well, we'll give you the bubbly bunch, you know? <laughs> and it's just like cool opportunities like that, that you, you're just not going to get at the other place. You're just not going to get it. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest difference for you that you feel with, with you know, being Honestly. in WWE than AEW? What's like? Honesty. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't have to worry about anybody lying to me here. I, I can get a I can get a straight answer. You just got to be ready for the answer. You know, don't ask a scary question if you're not ready for the answer. That's but you you go to the other place and it's just it's just you know no 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 everything's everything's good. We're doing this, but really they're gonna fire twenty three of their top or twenty three of their employees during a crisis during a worldwide crisis. So hmm. I have no doubt that I would not I would have been out on my ass. If I would have stayed, they would have they would have kept me till COVID, and then they would have canned my ass like so many of my friends. Wow! And it's so hard to sacrifice uh, and work for a company like that. Mm. Mm. I hear you, man, for sure, for sure, brother. Um, I don't got a chip on my shoulder. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know. The people want to know. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw this one at you, though. Um, because I'm, I'm always interested. I'm a big fan of UFC. If the opportunity ever presented itself, would you go to UFC? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Bellator guy. They treated me well. They paid me well. Um, but I'm a prize fighter. So mm -hmm. if if my level gets to that level, I'm not saying that they're above UFC. But if, if I get to that level, yeah, I, I would definitely consider it. Um, it's one of those things that you would have to do with leverage. Mm -hmm. So they you wouldn't be forced to sign a contract to where they could treat you a certain way. I mean, look at Mastodol. Look at John Jones. I mean, I don't want to use John Jones as an example, but look at Mastodol. Mm -hmm. You know, he's one of the best in the sport right now. Journeyman, put in his time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great that he's speaking up. Because if you don't, if you don't speak up for yourself, no one else will. Right. It'll just get shuffled under the rug. And so I think it's great what he's doing um, and saying, "This is my value. This is mm -hmm. what I'm worth, and this is what I bring to the table." And uh, I I wish him the best with it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of fighters are coming out. Jones, Masvidal, even McGregor. You know, he's been talking about it. Uh, but the pay, everybody's talking about the pay. I had uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley on the podcast a few weeks ago. He brought up the pay, you know, and he's an up and comer, but he's doing great. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I love Sean. Him. He's uh, yeah. he's with uh, Danny Rube. Yep. Yeah. Good dude. Uh, yeah, man. A lot of people are talking about it. Do you? What would you like to see? Would you like to see these guys get some better deal? Rebox out now. You know, maybe a fighters union if possible. What do you think? Ah, uh, what'd you say about Reebok? They're out. They're Reebok's out. Yeah. So they're no longer controlling the advertising. No more, right. No more uh, Reebok sponsorships out. So they're allowed to get their own sponsors. 
I, I don't know what uh, what's in the works yet uh, for sponsors. I don't know who who's in talks yet. You know, you may see a Nike swoosh there. I don't know, but yeah. uh, who knows? You know, but well, like I said, I'm 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 really in no position. Uh, three years into the sport, mm-hmm. three fights. Um, this is just my opinion. Um, in order for that company to, I don't know. I just want. Coming from where I came from, I want the the talent to be treated like an asset. And I think it's moving in that direction. Um, it's hard to, it, with social media, we can all get on the mic and, you know, and uh, tell the situation. So it's hard to slow the progress of it. Um, of course, they're always going to have the advantage in the negotiation and then the, and the deal. But, you know, that's the world we live in. Um, we got to do our best to bring our leverage to the table, mm-hmm. which MMA is at a height of popularity. It's definitely on the way up. Mm-hmm. It's one of the sports that has gotten through this pandemic that everyone is tuned to. There's a fight island now. So I what do you th- think about that? I love it. I love it. Great. If Dana White doesn't have an eye patch and a claw for the first one, <laughs> he needs a claw for the hand. Higher I'm on his shoulder. Stuff. Like, I'm going to need everyone in yellow, like that Bruce Lee yellow. Um, I think it's only going to be more and more where fighters are brands and their household names. And so you're not going to be able to do this stuff with them. Um, but it's one of those things where you, you got to have leverage. Lucky for me, I went pro wrestling first, and I got a name on television, so it gave me some leverage. Some. 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 We've seen guys like Brock Lesnar make the transition, you know, uh, successfully. You know, he, he, he won the UFC heavyweight championship, you know, so it can be done, you know, and it's obviously you're doing it. Um, I'm going to throw five names at you, five random names. Uh, you tell me what comes to mind when these names pop up. Vince McMahon. Uh, what pops up? Whatever comes to mind. Regret. Okay. Regretful genius. How about that? Okay. Tony Khan. Um, let's see here. Passionate leader. Nice. Nice. How about uh, good old JR, Jim Ross? Oh, man. Right now, I like to call uh, uh, old JR the best Jim because this is the best version of Jim I've ever seen. Um, he's definitely gone through a transformation. And uh, gosh, I love seeing him every week. He brings, he just bought a place in Florida. So I got another Oklahoman out oh, here. That's what's up. Is he one of your neighbors now? Nah, he's uh, he's up in Jacksonville. Okay, Jr. Man, growing up watching him, him and Jerry Lawler. I mean, we as, as wrestling fans, growing up as a kid, we got blessed with <clears throat> two duos that were just amazing. You had Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, and then we slowly transitioned into Jr. and Jerry Lawler. Man, and nobody calls a match like Jerry uh, like Jim Ross. Man, nobody calls a match like him. He is just he's unbelievable. Way with words, way with thoughts, the perspective. It's yeah. um, very cool. Best, now, <clears> the best one, dude. A weed now, too. So I think oh, he's, <laughs> it's calm, calms him down a little. I don't know. 
Hey, man, I'll smoke out with JR all day, man. If I if he'll let me wear his cowboy hat, that's just a plus. Don't touch the hat, bro. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, that's kind of funny. I the, My big standout for JR is the Mick Foley Undertaker Hell in a Cell match. That's when they when they, when he called it and said they killed him they killed him dude drama love the drama uh his wife jan his beautiful wife jan who has passed um told me a story after that match that mick came back through the locker room and she's very good um friends with mick and he had a tooth going through his cheek and he was like i'm sorry jan i can't talk with you right now <laughs> he was like still so polite even though he, he just went off a cage and had a tooth through his cheek unbelievable man yeah. that is so crazy how about uh, UFC heavyweight uh, Stipe what do you have to say about him yeah big fan uh, I, I like his stuff the other day uh, in sparring I did a little one two and then I hit I hit the guy with that that Stipe Cormier shot you know that liver shot that he yeah. dropped Cormier with yep I was very proud of myself <laughs> but uh, I think it's I think it's incredible you know he's a firefighter um, you know with a wrestling background mm -hmm. great technique hard hitter um, excited for the the triple threat I don't know what you call it. it's not the repeat it's not the, the trilogy repeat. baby. Yeah, the trilogy. Yeah, Jeez. man, that's going to be awesome. I can't uh, wait to see that. Yeah, very excited about it. I've always been a big fan of uh, DC, good friends with him. You know, he's an Oklahoma State guy. Um, he's good friends with Danny Rube as well. And uh, he uh, very much look forward to it. I love, I love Cormier's career. And uh, I really I really respect Steve I, I I was so surprised when – no offense, but I was very surprised when DC beat him in the first one. Stipe is uh, he's tough, you know. I mean, Comey obviously a very powerful guy, uh, but Stipe is a tough dude, man. Uh, I think it's gonna be close that trilogy fight. I think it's gonna still be close. Uh, both great guys, you know, and uh, I can't wait, man. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So, it was so now come down to shape. What's that? Yeah, come down to who's in better shape. That's right. That's all. That's true. So recently, uh, I think this was like a day or two ago, uh, there was a back and forth on social media between Conor McGregor and Drew McIntyre. Did you see that? Uh, I think I saw a little bit of it. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think of Conor McGregor? Uh, I know he doesn't have any friends in that locker room, in that WWE locker room. Uh, really? He, he, well, like first of all, he he is a pro wrestler. He you heard it in the Khabib fight. Khabib was beating the crap out of him. Uh, the round ends, and Connor goes, "It's all business, man." You know, because 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 Khabib was say say something now, say something now. So I I understand what Connor is doing, but I I, I don't like him. I don't like him running his mouth about pro wrestling. He's as big as my leg, so like I think I I think like Drew would break his neck, honestly. Hmm. Conor McGregor, not many fan, not many fans in wrestling. That's what it sounds like, bro. Well, you know, it is what it is. Yep, you can uh, come and try and make friends. We're friends. 
I definitely want to make friends with you, man. I'm ready to drink some Tito's with you, bro. Oh, dude, I'm 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 in fight camp. I'm not I'm not drinking right now. <laughs> oh, that looks brown, bro. You got to see that when these big country boys are drinking that brown liquor, man. You got to be careful, bro. Shotguns are going to be going off soon. I got a feeling. It's the Fourth of July, and that's iced tea. All right, there we go. <laughs> the all American drink. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> So, my man, I want to thank you uh, so much for being on the podcast tonight. This was a lot of fun having you on. Um, do you have any closing words for uh, Cody Rhodes or anybody in AEW or Bellator? Um, very excited. I'll have a lot of. Uh, I'll have a very exciting announcement um, in the next coming weeks. We are ironing out the details of um the next of the next fight no it won't be against that last opponent who we won't say his name again but it's going to be a big announcement with bellator mma coming up very soon um and as far as aw uh i'm i'm gonna be doing my inner circle thing i'll be there every wednesday night if anybody has a problem with anything i said tonight you can come to aw and find me that is another shot fired by Rock Hard, Jake Hager. Jake, thank you so much, brother. You and your family have a very happy and safe Fourth of July, and uh, we'll talk soon. America, babe. Thank you. America, baby. Have a good one, brother. Yeah, happy Fourth. Thanks, man. USA, USA. USA. Hey, it's my birthday tomorrow. Born on the Fourth of July. Born on the Fourth of July, baby. And the podcast with that, you should have started with that. <laughs> Hey, man, you got to save the best for the end, bro. <laughs> Fire oh, blasted, brother. Thank, you, Thank, Thank you, you, brother. Take care. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 14, MMA Uncensored, live with Rock Hard, Jake Hager. Crossover, man. We're talking Bellator. We're talking WWE, AEW. Very, very talented guy. We had the call out uh, from his previous opponent, Anthony Garrett. Anthony, thank you for being in the chat and, and uh, being a part of the, the podcast. I wanted to make sure I gave you your time, too, to pop up and, and get Jake's reaction. So thank you for tuning in. And thank you, as always, for all of the uh, the viewers and the followers and subscribers for tuning into the podcast. Uh, you, you're all awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm always having fun with this thing. So, um, again, guys, I just want to – actually, I didn't do this in the beginning of the show, but I'm going to do a quick shout-out. For all your CBD needs, check them out, hempboca.com. Uh, you could use code MMA Uncensored and get yourself a nice little discount for all your CBD needs. Check them out. And also our boys over at Veteran Farms for your quality cannabis needs. Check them out, veteransfarms.com. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a lot of fun. we got some cool guests coming up next week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, have a happy, safe, and healthy Fourth of July to you and your families. God bless you guys. Take care.